Crank Up the Volumes, a podcast all about children and young people's books and literature. To discuss my favourite type of books, picture books, I'm joined today by illustrator and author and illustration teacher Max Lowe and Ruth Glynn, an author, teacher and organiser of the Kogan Picture Book Awards. Thank you both so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Now then, Ruth, for anyone who doesn't know, and I suspect there aren't many people who don't know, tell us a little bit about the Kogan Picture Book awards well it's a homegrown initiative um at our primary school in Cogan Pinar. um we began it in 2018 and we thought why can't we launch our own picture book award you know what is so special about a picture book award or any book award that only an organisation, some sort of highfalutin organisation can run one. Why can't we contact publishers? Why can't we do all the things that somebody would do in a book award, you know? I was keen anyway, and because I've written children's books myself, um, under the name Ruth Morgan, um, I was, um, I've, I've been up for awards, you know, haven't won any major awards, I have to tell yet. you. But Not yet, yet. yet. From the author's point of view, I knew how important it was to feel that your books were in the hands of children to begin with. And increasingly, social media is a very important part of publicising your books. You know, there's a a lot of that going on. So the the whole kind of this conglomeration of ideas sort of came together um, I went to the head, I said, I've had this idea, should we have a go at this? And bless her, she said, yes, you know. Oh, fair play. <laughs> yes. So um, we, we've got a pretty good template now. We mm. choose a different theme each year. And so the first one was diversity. The second was biodiversity. Um, the third then, I couldn't think of anything else with diversity on the end, so we went for friendship. So we had the Kogan Friendship Picture Book Award Um 2022 and this year it's been the Kogan Heroes Picture Book Award so you you pick a theme that's quite kind of general that could be interpreted in different ways you know then I've got a template and I'll cut a long long story short I I um I email all the UK publishers in September we've got proper terms and conditions all laid out and um we we're, it's a call for submissions it's amazing how many well lots of great indie publishers plus the bigger publishers they've all sat up and taken notice you know our reputation has grown and grown I think this year we had upwards of 50 books sent to us wow for free that's that's what we get out of it but that's not all we get out of it because the learning journey for the children is quite extraordinary. As long as they fulfil the criteria, we say they will be on the long list. And then we do a little promo pick um, for Twitter. On Twitter, we're at Diversity Kogan, if anybody wants to um, take a look, or even better, follow us. Now, if you're on the long list, you'll be there for, you know, a, 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 a term, essentially. We close the window of submissions. That finishes in December. And it's lovely because... At, you can imagine we get a flurry right up 
near the end yeah. when we've got the Christmas tree, we sit under the Christmas tree together, oh. we open these lovely parcels the postman has brought, you know, with all these lovely free books. Oh, what's not the <laughs> you know? But they're, they're lovely quality books as well. Mm. And as long as the quality's there and it fulfills the brief, it's on the long list. Then we read and read and read and read all these books. They all they all stay together in a collection. The collection go, they, they travel around the various classes, mm. and sometimes the teachers build them into sort of group reading time if that's going on. Sometimes they will just have a half an hour in the afternoon and mm. they will just get all the books out. Um, an essential uh, part of this is the children have something called a ratings booklet. I don't know if you know, but young people these days like to rate everything. They like to rate. So, OK, they've got a ratings booklet, individual ratings booklet. These are the children sort of from um, six years, you know, up to 11 years. Okay, The younger ones, we, 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 we sort of deal with it more as a cl- on a class level. Mm. But the ratings booklet, they all get their own. And it's all the books on the li- long list with five blank stars that so they've got to choose how many stars um, yeah. they're going to give these these books. And, I mean, this this can last weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. But, you know, a lot of children are like, they, they love collecting things. Yeah. Collectors, you know. This book, it's a bit like the I Spy book of Hogan Picture Book Award because they, they've got to read them all, you know. Some children get really hooked on this. And a lot there's a lot, lot, lot of reading going on. When they're not, yeah, and it it works, and the children are so engaged, and they know as well because we we show them the Twitter feed. You know, I mean, they can't have their Twitter feed. A lot of parents follow us actually, but we have respectful interactions on Twitter between us and the publishers, the authors, the illustrators. You know, children through us make comments. And they will have got some kind of response guaranteed from the author or the illustrator or the publisher. And, you know, some of these books get reviewed on Topster, you know, about Topster. It's a dedicated books reviews website. They've been really, really uh, great to use. So, again, using pseudonyms, um, some of these books, it's a lot of it is led by books that the children find that they're interested in, of course, mm. you know. I mean, we're hoping yeah. they'll read them all, but then we display these books in what's called, well, you've been into our kutch area, haven't you? I have, yes. yeah. It's, 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 it's kutchy, isn't it? It really is a proper kutch, it's yeah. It's a proper kutch, and there are more and more and more and more picture books um, building up around this kutch area. Oh, and fantastic. It's outside my room where I, where I work normally in school, so I can hear all the conversations of the children going through because the hall is at one end and the rest of the school is at the other end. So there's a lot of sort of, it's a bit of a thoroughfare through, through the kutch. But you get to hear the comments and there's a lot of book chats going on, you know. Oh, and a lot fantastic. Of, yeah, a lot of, oh, I love that book. Oh, I love that one we read. I hope that one gets on the shortlist. And these are honest and as well sort of quality kind of dis- bit of discussion. Yeah. You know? The children right up to year six read the books and we get a different kind of response. We we guide sort of discussions um, with sort of guided uh, kind of key questions such as this year, you know, how well do you think these picture books demonstrate being a hero? So at different levels, you know, the, the older children absolutely love 
having carte blanche to read a lot of lovely, lovely quality picture books. It's, and it's time, do you know, it's time in school. Schools mm. are so phenomenally busy with all of the demands of the curriculum. It's the case that there isn't the time given to, mm. you know, reading that kind of book anymore. But um, they get a lot of time and they, they, they absolutely adore it. A picture book, I always think it's, it's a sort of a, it's a sort of, it's, it's a bit like a sort of distilled experience. You know, it's rather like, it's like a short story or a poem, you know, that um, it, you don't get a great sweep of a journey like you get in a novel. Um, mm. But because of that, they're short and they're accessible, which means the best ones get read again and again and again. And they sort of give up their treasures at different readings, you know. But but it, it means they can get through a lot, and they can they can really think about wh- wh- which they which books they love as well. And you'll see them going to them again and again and again. Illustrator and picture book author and illustration teacher. How what does that award sound like to you? Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been one for kind of trying to go for lots of awards but I think like any award that's like more involved with the actual readers you know like it sounds so you know actually in schools and anything like that I mean that's pretty good (laughs) children are the judges we have no control over what gets chosen what goes on the shortlist and ultimately what which book Mm. wins the award you know I've got my little book buddies um, oh. It's a little club that turn up on it. They're, they're the sort of hardcore. Um, they're, they're like you, Elise. <laughs> hardcore picture book lovers who rock up. We're making the trophies at the moment. Um, but they rock up on a, on a Tuesday lunchtime and we spend a lovely time either just with the books or at the moment making the trophies for the, the you know, what's going to be the winner this year. But, you know, there's a few children there that for years they have been behind this. Um, from quite a young age and they really love it and they know what's happening next when are we getting the vote when are we doing this you know and when are we contacting the author and it, it's fab it's 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 sort of like they're 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 helping run it as well and the oh the other thing is um that we've inspired some other schools to do make their own similar awards so sort of school to school working you know this is a sort of homegrown example of, of something another school has just recently picked up um, and run with it. St Fagan School, which is a brilliant school. They've got their own Diversity Picture Book Award this year. Um, and they're on Twitter. And, uh, you, you know, it's all, it's all great for the author, as far as getting your books known and out mm. there, you know. Um, and it's great for the school. It's it's great for the children to feel that their voice is heard, and um, you know, lessons on respectful interaction in social media as well, which is yeah. a bad lesson. And the democratic yeah. voting system. There, there isn't a bad thing I can say about this, but you can tell I'm kind of biased. Now then, Max, as an illustrator and lots of other things, but I'm going to concentrate on the illustrator part now. Why? Are picture books such a thing for you? Because your picture books are brilliant. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They are. We, yeah. we love them at school. At Kogan. Uh, thanks. And well, you say that you love them at school. My old boss said 
these are these are books for grown-ups i've been in a workshop with max Lowe. he was fantastic is that just you in a book work is it a conscious effort to yeah it's i mean a lot of my influences that go into the children's books aren't necessarily other children's books or other mm. children's media it's tends to be i mean probably the biggest influence for me is like absurdist kind of comedy and art like I mean like Vic mm. and Bob is like <laughs> probably like the biggest influence for me you know or the Mighty Boosh or like things like Monty Python or even like music so mm. I think probably some of like these more grown-up influences not necessarily grown-up but like more orientated towards like adults mm. probably comes through maybe and that's I don't know I, I don't I don't necessarily illustrate with looking down and kind of changing what I'm doing to like I'm more kind of influenced in a way by the children <laughs> and themselves and all this other stuff and it all goes in maybe so yeah do illustrators of picture books get enough credit or recognition do you think I'm not sure about other people's awards, Ilad, but mm. they get equal representation in our award. Um, yes, and um, the winning uh, book, you know, if the author and illustrator might be the same person, but if mm. it's two different people, they both get invited to school, they both have a trophy, and they're co-authors, really, because the words and the pictures, there's a symbiosis there, isn't there, you know, Otherwise, it wouldn't be a bit. You're, you're telling the story through the pictures and the, the, the way it works together with the words, you know. What about you, Max? What do you think about about that? I suppose, like, for visuals are more immediate. Like, we mm. kind of get a sense straight away, just yeah. a really quick look of, like, the quality, I suppose, of the, of the book and, and what it represents and what it's, I don't know, what it's standing for and kind of its... Uh, context and everything really mm. like very visually quick to <laughs> to see yeah. whether it whereas it takes longer mm. to you know obviously read it you have to you know that goes through stages um, I mean having written and illustrated and you know in terms of like um you know I'm mainly ch uh, like picture books right so for like mm. younger children um I mean, in my experience, the illustration is much more, um, it takes longer. <laughs> and it's, it's often, it takes more brain sometimes. It, but that's only my experience, really. And also, you know, when I'm writing a children's book, it isn't anything particularly deep or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm, I'm spending a long time thinking about it it's more like it's a, a kind of silly you know story but so in that case I suppose the illustrations take more longer but also I make them take longer because I end up putting loads of unnecessary like <laughs> rubbish in them as well. <laughs> I think rubbish is a harsh word to be using there. <laughs> stuff sometimes but I don't know I don't know if I can say like illustrators don't get enough credit or whether they do but I in my experience it's very much like it's it's not an easier job necessarily mm. illustrating and also it's visually it, it really represents the book like 
if you see it in a shop, that's what you're going to be looking at. It's the illustration, not the writing. Um, when you're illustrating someone else's stories, yeah, is it a do you feel more or less responsibility? Do you think, oh gosh, I've got to make sure that author is happy as well as publisher and readers? Does that play on your mind at all? Yeah, I I, I would feel more responsible. Because there's just more people involved to think yeah. about and you want to please everyone. And also the other thing is when I'm writing it, I'm thinking about what the illustrations look like. Oh, interesting. So I'm going, well, this will work as an illustration, but I, sometimes I'll I'll change what I'm writing so it works better as an illustration. Um, cool. And I think when authors write, it, whenever we're writing, right, we're imagining. Yeah. But often... Our imagination is far beyond logic and rationality, <laughs> right? And yeah. Often you can write something that makes sense in your imagination, but makes it's really hard to get across in an illustration. Um, so often it's as an illustrator illustrating an author's another author's work who has an extraordinary imagination. Sometimes you have to kind of like work with that and adapt to it. Um, mm to kind of make it work as an illustration um so that's a kind of it's an extra challenge there because it's like someone else's imagination you're dealing with <laughs> I, I can say from school I know and we you know having read uh, with children an, an awful lot of picture books especially over the last few years you know that they, they really look and look and look at these pictures and spot details that you mm. haven't spotted now the books that I absolutely adored as a child, Max's style reminds me of them a little bit. I loved Richard Scarry. Yes, yeah. Richard yeah. Scarry. Oh, and, and Carrie and Derry books do remind me a little bit of the Richard Scarry. Yeah, Richard a similar Scarry, yeah. sort of, uh, you know, reason why I, I, I absolutely adored but I remember as a child, I suppose I had more time, wasn't I? Didn't, you know, because I was being looked after, wasn't I? You know, as a child, I didn't have to think about, you know, making the tea and all this. But um, pouring over these pictures again and again and again. And I think if we take time in the primary school to look at, it encourages slowing down to look at children naturally, I think, yeah. look at these pictures um, we know that, um, you know, you'll always get teachers and a lot of other people complaining that um, att people's attention aren't what they were, mm. you know, school children's attention isn't what it was. Picture books encourage this longer, you know, look at these these lovely pictures and what you can get out of it and returning to the same pictures again and again. was really often kind of, I don't know if it's overlooked, but it's, it's not much kind of talked about i think picture books are generally like a really or children's books in general are like almost designed to be the sensory experience right mm. and so it's the the words are often like alliterative or, mm. or rhyming or something and it's like the sound of the words not just like their meaning and the illustrations i always remember um there's a, a page in the hungry caterpillar where it's of all, all the food yeah. <laughs> that the gonna eat and I remember when I was a child just like literally it was so edible you know it was yeah. such a experience looking at that yeah and you know if you're reading the book with like a parent or you know a carer or someone 
you know, you're hearing the voices. Yeah. And you're looking at these images and some, you know, it depends on the illustrator. Mine are pretty like bright and colorful, but yeah. some are like more subdued or soft or like scratchy or like, and it's all, or like even the feel of the paper as well. It's mm. like a really sensory experience. And if, you know, when it, there aren't illustrations um, too, it's you're using your imagination and mm. there's usually descriptions of like what it smells like or what, you know, mm. uh, what a certain thing tastes like or all of this so you can really like build up this imagination it's got to be pleasurable in that way because let's be honest especially for younger children a lot of these books are going to be read over and over and over and over and over and there's got to be something in it for the adults as well (laughs) I mean it it works well if there is something for the adult as well yeah because uh, you know 500th time (laughs) Adults, mm. um, the, the parents or the carers' attention is waning a little bit, but my point is, it's 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 going to be loved. You know, I have copies yeah. of books under the bed upstairs, and mm. my son's twenty one now. Um, but oh my goodness, the pig in the pond, the pig in the pond, the words spread <laughs> around above and beyond. I th- I think I could still recite it by heart, you know, because I've had it several times. <laughs> But for many, many months, you know, several times a day, um, it's, it's a book uh, by Martin Waddell. <laughs> it's a classic, isn't it? The Pig in the Bond. But that was his favourite. And, you know, and it sounded lovely and it looked wonderful. Yeah. And I was a bit sick of it by the end, but it was great. And he loved it, you know, and it helped him. It helped him with speaking. It helped him with reading. It helped him to, yeah, internalise these these sort of patterns, the language patterns, the rhyme, you, you, you know, all of this. But, oh, the pig in the pond, the pig in the pond will last with me forever. And when it was, when I was a little girl, about three or four, it was the night before Christmas. Yes, I bet that, I bet they were sorry I had that book. There was, <laughs> because we used to read that Christmas, spring, summer. Every day, multiple times, and my dad was really good at doing all the voices. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, still, I've still got the book, you know, and, and lovely old-fashioned looking illustrations. But you know, there must have been times when my parents, you know, this again. But this is what's going to happen, and and let's let's give them a good book. If if that's what's going to happen, let's make sure it's the yeah. best experience we can possibly yeah. give them. But it's a rich experience. And it's a very necessary sort of experience that can really benefit and just be a lovely thing to do together, to share. Mm. What about wordless picture books? Because I love them. I've written one. You've written a wordless picture book? Yeah, the story's got to come from somewhere, hasn't it? Well, I always thought it was just the illustrator's story. Well, it could be. But yeah, I, I, I I wrote the story, essentially. It was... I. I think it was sort of a 12 page story um I think it was it was about a little boy who needs a new coat and goes to the shop and this coat isn't right and that coat isn't right but finally finds a red duffel coat and that it's the same coat his teddy is wearing and that's what the payoff is at the end right but somebody needs to write the story are you a fan of them Max yeah, I've never I've never worked one, but I really like the idea of if you don't have if if it's wordless then mm. it kind of requires the 
people who are reading it to kind of talk to each other more yeah. in a way to like kind of it's almost like a really like yeah it, it requires like more discussion I suppose which I really like mm. the idea of rather than just like one person reading yeah read so they're reading to the child and it's like a one-way thing instead mm. it's more of like a two-way kind of discussion which I don't know I think that's a really nice it's yeah like a really nice concept mm. I think. it's a good leveler isn't it yeah because there's no words to read yeah I always forget that the snowman is a wordless in school you know we talk a lot about higher order reading skills and we sort of think that they come in quite higher up the school when you can start reading between the lines sort of thing you know and comprehending what Mm. something means beyond the literal but this is already happening can Mm. already happen in a wordless picture book and the children might not even have the words yet to describe what what is happening but I think um it, it's a fascinating thing you know what these sorts of books can convey the sort of nuanced meanings and um a, a kind of subjective thing that you you know because these are real little works of art you know these books what you get out of it as well might be something different what some, somebody else gets out of it yeah mm. yeah absolutely the books that you read when you were younger that you still have do you still go back to them now as well as just having them and do you as an individual still read picture books um i i do i suppose largely because i'm running this award at school i mean i suppose that the picture books i liked when i was young you know you find them on the shelf every few years you read them don't you i read them when when our little boy was young i i i Mm. i I read you know um favorite ones of mine to him but, you know, I'm glad that I've had a job that has kept me in touch with picture books. Mm. When I was at university, I did um, a PGC, primary PGC. And the one of the options that I opted for was, was a picture book specialism option. It was run by a lady called Kate Ellis, who, who's magnificent, who knew so much about picture books at that time and introduced me as a young wannabe teacher, you know, because I hadn't qualified yet, to people like John Birmingham, mm. um, for example, and Where the Wild Things Are. And this is this is where I got my sort of, laid the groundwork, I suppose, my love of picture books, but she collected them, right? And she was very, very serious about these picture books and their quality and how you she had to buy like them now. <laughs> yes, how you had to buy them now because you won't be able to buy them perhaps in five years. You've got to treasure now because maybe you won't be able to get your hands on it again, you know. And we just went to her lectures and talked picture books and read picture books. And in fact, funnily, funnily enough then, when I the first lesson, I don't I don't think it's the same these days. Um, but I'm not in class anymore. I've got a different mm. sort of role in, in primary school. But in those days, so we're talking ooh, 35 years ago, I qualified. First ever lesson that we were sent out to do in the primary school was to read a picture book to the class. That was it. That was the first thing. You had to mm. choose a picture book and then you, you read it straight. You didn't, very important, you didn't keep stop starting all the way through. You just read 
what was there and made sure the children could see the pictures. Mm. And it, there's just something, these days it still happens, you know. I, I know there's all these different things claiming a young child's attention these days, but they will sit there and they will look and they will be absolutely entranced. If you do it right, there's a skill yeah. to it. There's a skill yeah. to it. That's what that's what they gave us as the first ever, ever task. And I was just in love with picture books from the off. And, oh, I used to do, I, I went to teach in Portsmouth then. It was my first ever school. And um, I remember going, you know, going to the library regularly to try and find, you know, discontinued picture books yeah. withdrawn from stock you know um because there weren't that many books in school even in those days we did, we did have but we wanted more books in we i mean we've got loads in in, in this school so it, it's lovely when i'm thinking about um uh, my career my long career it sort of started with picture books and um it'll be coming to an end um shortly because i'm retiring from school this this summer um, but it'll be it, it'll be ending with picture books. So I, I'm a big, big supporter of what picture books can do and, and the, the, the depth to them and, and, and how they can add, but how, how you can find meaning through them that can help you talk about um, your life, your existence and, and life. What about you, Max? Are you still still keep fond of your childhood books and do you still look for them? Yeah. Enjoyment as well as research. Yeah, like there's, I mean, I kind of have a lot of memories of them in a way and like how they made me feel and mm. um, the like, I, the experience and the, I suppose like the context, like who was reading them and like where we were and everything. Um, and that's kind of, I think that memory is probably more important than the actual often it's like you look at something that you have a lot of like fondness for when you're yeah. you look at it and you kind of go like oh, it doesn't it's not quite the same <laughs> but the memory is like the memory of that feeling I suppose I grew up with a lot of um Swedish picture books oh, yeah. from a Swedish background and uh they're all like a lot of them are about like beings or people who are kind of outside of society in some way so like trolls who can't go out in the daylight or you you know old men who live with cats and uh everything's like secondhand and old and breaking and <laughs> I, kind of, <laughs> I think that probably I can definitely see how that's come across sometimes in my what I do now like nothing's ever like seems really new <laughs> like it's been like broken and put together a couple of times <laughs> well that's that you know in this age of consumerism that's a really good thing to yeah exactly value why do you think or do you think that picture books are for everyone not just young children yeah I was thinking about this and I think I've tended to you know I've been illust writing and illustrating for seven six or seven years or something but I'm kind of reaching a point now where I'm kind of like uh thinking a bit more about what I'm doing maybe or like <laughs> I'm kind of like oh like do I want to carry on in this direction or you know and I think like more and more I'm thinking about the way children think right and I think children have a much more of like an innate sense of 
the subjectivity of reality, if you know what I mean. Like imagination and reality are like more closely interlinked and there's a kind of wider their mind their minds are kind of a bit more open and wide and kind of open to like absurdity and as we get older we tend to we tend to think that logic and rationality are like the most important things and those are what we really need to like focus on and we lose some of that in a way and so I I think what would be like really exciting that I want to do is like children's books that invite the children to tell the adult about the way they see things and about oh, their view of the world. That sounds brilliant. Rather than the other way around, you know what I mean? Generally, I mean, children's books are definitely the ones I've written. Although they're kind of, you know, they're fun and silly and kind of anarchic, but it's very much like I, I, me as an adult, I have something to teach you. I have like mm. moral. And I'm going to do this in a like fun way, but that's essentially the thing. Currently, now I'm like I want to flip that on its head a bit <laughs> and reverse that process. So the children are instead telling us about how they see things, how they experience things, because I I think it's probably like really well, it's it could probably tell us a lot about missing mm. in our lives, and also just in terms of like kind of boundless creativity and it's almost like we get a bit self-conscious as we get older and we lose some of that kind of just like just the sense of just creating and not worrying too much about you know whether it feels a brief in some way so I don't know I just tend to think that like in a way we should have children's books but I'd like children's books and they tell the adults <laughs> they teach the adults more <laughs> I think that would be good that sounds fantastic and Ruth what about you do you think that picture books are for everyone I think they could be for everyone um I, you know that the, the way that the, where picture books are sold how they're sold how where they're used you know who looks looks at them it's all very heavily geared towards children or people who are raising children mm. or working with children you know I loved the course that I was telling you about mm. for its own sake and what I got out of reading picture books and I was an adult at the time you know mm. um, and things that I'll, I've, I've still got the books that I, I won't forget really so um it's an art form and it's it's it, it's something that could be for everyone it's just the perception i suppose yeah is that it's it's not for you know um somebody who isn't involved with children in some yeah. way and a vested interest in promoting picture books perhaps as a source of of you know teaching children to read but for their own sake you know they're like a lovely little meditation on on life and experience and you know special times and you know which can bring a lot of joy i think like with a children's book say if you're gonna try and explain a quite difficult subject i mean you've got to you know if you're an author or an illustrator you're going to think far more carefully and and put far much more thought into it if you're if that's directed towards a child i suppose And so if you want to like see examples of like really thoughtful and um, 
without any fat, you know, oh. <laughs> unnecessary stuff, but done in a really like smart way. I always think that children's books are like the place to look, you know, it's almost like, like super streamlined, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, Max, Ruth, thank you so much for joining me and for such an interesting and thought provoking chat about my favourite picture book. Ruth and Max's books, as well as many other fabulous books, are available in your local libraries and bookshops. So do go back to children's books, even if you think you're a grown-up now. Mm-hmm.